right, I know it's been a while, and I'm back. I think my last video I posted on January 5th of 2022, I'm sorry, 2023. It is now February 26, 2023. Man, a lot has transpired since that time. So let me give you a quick update. Um, welcome back. My name is Mike Collins, Athletic Director for School Dawn here in sunny South Florida. So, had a longtime soccer coach, great guy, coached for seven years, had an opportunity for his wife to get her dream job up in Ocala. So they went ahead and put the house up for sale and ended up selling it like in a week. So what that translated to was, uh, as soon as the house closed on, uh, they were moving, which happened right in the middle of Christmas break. So what that usually refers, falls back on is the assistant coach will take over. Or if there's no assistant coach, usually the uh, athletic director or assistant athletic director. Well, I had cut my teeth on high school coaching with girls soccer. So uh, back when he and I were talking in August about him possibly moving, uh, possibly during the midseason, I told him, go ahead and pursue your uh, dreams with your family and don't worry about the team. They'll survive and we'll move on from there. So I had been paying more attention to the practices and the games uh, with the girls' soccer. Of course, all coaches are going to be a little different in the way they do things and see things. So as it became evident that he was going to be able to pursue his family's dream, uh, he'd be stepping away during the Christmas break. So that's exactly what happened, and he chose, and I let him handle it his way, he chose to not tell the girls until the very last moment. Uh, as you can imagine, it was very emotional for everybody. Uh, he was also a middle school coach, so some of these girls he had been with for seven years. And I can definitely understand the attachment, love for the game and love for the kids. So he goes ahead and moves on. Um, as an athletic director, I have a certain demeanor. Uh, I definitely have a lot of fun in my approach to things, and I'm always smiling, but you know, I also have to project business, and I have to always make sure the kids are following the rules and acting you know, the way the principal and the community would appreciate them acting. So I'm usually the law giver as a practice as I'm going around checking the practices and during the game holding the kids to a little bit of higher accountability than possibly a coach would. So there was a lot of apprehension from the girls with me taking the team over. Understandably, uh, from their interactions with me, uh, they just assumed I was just stepping in, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just a mean old guy. So. After the uh, after coach had left, I let him coach the team all the way up to the very last game, and you know I didn't didn't interfere. I wasn't on his sideline, putting any type of pressure on him, even though I was always watching and listening, as a good athletic director should. When it was time for me to take the team over, we had our first practice. Uh, I can tell, uh, I, you know, I was doing some observing. I was going to watch and see how the captains were going to behave and see how the practice progressed and how their approach to me was going to be because I knew how I was going to be. So I sat back and watched and 
could definitely tell there was lots of apprehension on their part, which, which was a shame. So uh, I let them run practice for about 15-20 minutes. That should be your stretching and your warm-ups and, and going through that process. And I saw it was very lackadaisical and a lot of girls you know, looking over their shoulder in my direction. So I figured I'd, I'd let this go far enough. And I was hoping that the captains would have you know, taken this opportunity and, and really led the team in a, you know, in a productive but I guess it was just that apprehension and fear of the unknown that kept them, in, in my, my interpretation, as, uh, as held back. You know. So when I walked up and I approached the girls, uh, I had expressed to them that, don't worry, they were in good hands. And I was definitely familiar with soccer and that they should continue to do their practice that I was there to observe. And I was going to let the captains have full practice with me there. And I'm, I was just there to observe, not passing judgment. So they had relaxed a little bit. And then they had gone into their normal uh, routines that I approved of 100%. They had, they had a great warm-up routine. They had a great stretching routine. And uh, lots of movement, lots of activity, lots of communicating, really good stuff. So after that practice, uh, I, I noticed some girls... Um, were, how I can say, they were taking a defiant stance. And this is not the first time I've taken over a team. Uh, I don't know if I'd mentioned this before. I started off as a JV girls soccer coach, and when the varsity coach had been let go, and I took that team over, which was a completely separate season, beginning of the year, like hour zero was when I had taken over. Uh, I I had seen this before, so I was not new to this type of behavior. But again, I'm not here to make friends. I'm also here to, you know, to coach the team. So um, I had assured the girls that there were not going to be any dramatic changes uh, to the offense or the defense or the schemes that they came up with because I was definitely had long conversations with the previous coach. And though I didn't agree with everything, uh, I did not feel with only five games left in the season for me to make abrupt changes uh, to already, you know, tip the boat more than it had already been with the changing of the head coach. So, and with my assessment of the team, I felt that no matter what offense or defense we had, we had certain limitations. We had certain places that we could excel, but we were definitely limited uh, with the lack of skill that was on the team and and certain key spots. In other words, I just did not have enough experienced and talented players to do what needed to be done to finish up the season against these very competitive teams we were going against. So I figured I would just let them be as is and try to get them just to maybe play a little more intensely, but not really expecting them to increase in skill level with only two weeks left in the season, which was five games. So our first game together uh, was against one of the top rated teams in Florida, fantastic soccer program with lots of soccer heritage with lots of uh, money at the school where they, the kids have access and ability for the higher level soccer in the off season through camps and through club. And uh, we had gone to their property. And again, uh, I let the girls handle the transportation aspect, like how are we gonna behave on a bus? How are we gonna behave coming off the bus? How are we gonna ha- behave warming up, get to the warm up, and then you know the sideline? And uh, I had set expectations, clearly, 
But again, I wasn't there to nitpick every little thing they did. And what I started to discover is it did not matter what I was going to say. It didn't matter if I said white, black, blue, red, brown, pink. Uh, there was just a certain element of the leadership that was just full of resentment. And, you know, I, I chalked it up to immaturity. Um, I, you know, coach had assured the girls this was something that was in the works with his family. And I don't know if it was a form of retaliation, but there, there was a certain element. And it was a strong leadership position that no matter what I had done or what I had suggested, that those particular individuals would immediately go over. And it was almost like, you ever seen a dog where uh, a dog you know, pees in the grass and then another dog runs over there and pees over that pee like immediately? That's what, that's what I was witnessing. You know, and you, you got to pick and choose your time and place of confrontation. And I know there's some folks that probably listen to that and be like, oh, you got to nip that in the butt right away. But, you know, we in the particular situation that we were in facing the, the opponent we were facing, uh, probably better coaching and definitely better athletes across the field, I chose to just ride that out and uh, be the be the bigger person and deal with that, you know, not on a sideline <laughs> one against one of the best teams in the state. So I will have to say there was a lot of excellent soccer being played. There was a lot of fantastic leadership on the sideline. Um, there were some girls that really stood up and, and really shown proudly, and coach and uh, parents could be definitely uh, proud of their efforts. At the, at the end result was uh, we had lost significantly and we had very few offensive opportunities. It was primarily a defensive game. But uh, through my years of experience, I, I also noticed that there was a large disconnect with uh, the girls that were on the field, let alone to disconnect with me. And it came down, it was a dynamic where the, the, the upper level leadership was also not only through experience, but through, uh, they were mostly seniors and they had what we call the you know travel experience. They were club players, and from what I can tell, um, I had just a handful of girls that had that club travel experience, and uh, and the rest of the girls, what I would say, was either rudimentary skills or at best uh, rec players, recreational players. You know, played for the city. You know, were to, with an average coach and just average athletics around them. And I noticed that the uh, the travel girls were constantly, you know, they were trying to help. Uh, first of all, they were trying to do too much, trying to make up for what the other ones lacked. But then I also noticed that every, you know, water break or timeout or at the end of the game, it was a lot of tongue lashing on the inadequacies of the girls that uh, just didn't have that travel experience or the time of playing soccer. And so I had let it gone on for a little bit, and I had had enough. Um, so I had to interject, and I said, ladies, I, ju I just sat here and watched you, and you, a lot of the points you brought up are, are outstanding points, but you just pointed out seven things that they did wrong. I said, are you going to point out at any time before we get on the bus anything that they've done right? Because we just did play 80 minutes of soccer, um, and... Lots of stuff was done right, but you've just pointed out seven things that were done wrong. And I was wondering if it was going to be mentioned, you know, because not only is a score hurt, a lot of the girls were, you know, didn't get in the game. And now you're, you're telling them 
how they screwed up, you know. And when I said that, it would it was almost like almost like someone lit off an M80 firecracker, you know, underneath a dog. They just they had this look of shock and horror at me like I took it as, hey, we're running this team. This is our team. You're an outsider. You're a stranger. How dare you? How dare you um, tell me, you know, I w- what I'm doing wrong. It's my job to tell these other girls what they're doing wrong. And, and you've just interrupted me on, you know, verbally fixing these girls. You know, because I, I know at the practice, I, I really didn't see any of the stuff she, this, these ladies were mentioning at the postgame uh, beratement. I really didn't notice any of this happening in practice. So obviously, I I wanted to address this, you know, by next practice. So I had pulled some of the uh, girls aside that I had a better relationship with, and I tried to talk to them, and it was almost like they had a gag order on them. And I and I didn't do this. I did this privately, you know, throughout the day, throughout school when I would see the girls. And it was almost like they had a like a gag order on them. Like they, they just shut down, they wouldn't make eye contact, or they would give me the answer that they thought I wanted to hear. They, they just wouldn't open up with the truth. And I, you know, I realized I didn't have that type of relationship with the girls. I hadn't been there from day one to for them to be able to speak freely. I guess maybe they felt I was going to get this information and run back and go say, hey, you know, I asked this particular player what she thought. She said this, and now, you know, she's coming at you, whatever. So the next day at practice, again, I gave them, I told them, I'm going to let you run the first half of practice, and then the second half of practice, I need to I need to take over, you know. And so the first half of practice went, you know, again, the warm-ups were nice. They were mimicking a lot of the travel programs as far as what a travel program would do for warm-ups, ball movement, you know, stretching and stuff. But then there were some other things I wanted to work on. And as soon as we started to get to that, um, I noticed there was a just a lot of lagging, and it was coming from the, the, the leadership. So I went ahead and I addressed it as a group, and I just said, uh, ladies, I, I have a fair understanding of what you would like to see this team look like, but you're, you're asking too much. It's not going to happen. You know, we have, at this point, we have four games left. Uh, we have two weeks, and... Uh, and we only have like this day of practice and then the next game we're playing again, another high quality team in the state. And you're you're really not understanding what we're capable of doing. And I understand that a lot of you come from a place of where, you, you know, it's a high level of soccer. Uh, but it's just, you know, asking a fish to bark, smacking the water and, and shaking, throwing rocks in the water, that fish is never going to bark. Like, so... You're asking too much, so we're gonna have to dial it down, and we're gonna have to play a different style of soccer in our some of our approaches, you know. And again, you would have thought I lit off another M80 underneath the dog. That just the looks and the stares, and now the mumbling started. And I can tell you, it really took everything in my coaching experience. And here I am putting a podcast out, you know, explaining to all of you. What you need to do as a high school coach, I really had to fall back on everything. And believe me, this podcast did pop up in my head like, man, what would, what advice could I give at this point? So 
the advice that I gave myself was these girls are a minority number of girls on the team. And that there is, it was a rather, it's a rather large team. You know, I'm like, there's a lot of girls that could really use my coaching. And I got to be more proactive. I got to help these other girls out, um, not only with their confidence, but with their skill level. And I really can't worry about the feelings of these other handful of girls that just are going to argue with me no matter what I say. So that's the approach I took. I really started reaching out to uh, the young ones, uh, the ones that were a little insecure, uh, walking in the door, you know, and speaking with the other, with the previous head coach. He had said, oh, this particular young lady, you know, she, she's, you know, he said he gave pretty much an analysis of her. Well, after, after spending some time with this young lady, I have a completely different analysis and I can see, um, I can see where possibly his his view his worldview may have been again uh, manipulated, <laughs> and maybe for his desire to want to be approved to get the approval of some of the, the older girls he went along and agreed with them because I had a completely different assessment of this lady, and my assessment was this kid here, it has the it factor, um, and this kid here, I could mold her. Until I find my new head coach, uh, mold her mentally in a, in a proper aspect where after these other girls graduate, because they all, most of them were seniors, the ones that were defiant, you know, we're, we're two weeks into the season until we're done. Um, and then the team will literally be left in this young lady's hands if she was a freshman. So that's the approach I took. I just spent a lot of time with this particular freshman and some other young girls and I got them plenty of playing time and just kept motivating and motivating. And then as soon as, and, and don't get me wrong, during the games, I definitely let the captains be captains. I definitely let them, you know, have the pregame uh, speech. I let them, you know, because in Florida we have uh, water timeouts. I let them do the team analysis. And the only time I would ever interject is when they would all just start harping. Maybe that's what they're, maybe that's what the club soccer club scene looks like. Maybe, um, you know, and, and it also seemed like with their style of leadership, it really wasn't they were even listening to each other. It's just that they wanted to lecture the girls on what they needed to have them. And some of the captains were starting to say the same thing that the other captain just said. And, uh, you know, so I would nip that in the butt after they would they would get on it for a little bit. And I'd go, okay, she just said that. You know, she just brought that up. And I go, I think the kids got the message. And then I pretty much kept all of my stuff uh positive and, and motivational so the, the next game we're playing and uh i had as the head coach i had said listen i need you girls this is what we got to do we we're going to do this style of soccer i know you want to do that style i said but it's not re it's not producing any results we need to do this style of soccer and it may be a step back and it may be an insult to your soccer level but i said that's where we're at and that's what we need to do you know and sometimes you got to put your feelings in your pocket and you just got to do what the head coach is asking you to do. And uh, I'm, I'm like I told you before, I'm a big guy on stats. I, you know, I had the young person taking stats. I said I need you to, I need you to track turnovers because we're not tracking turnovers. And then you need to track who's doing the turnovers, um, because you know the best way to to deal with feelings is use facts. And girls have a tendency to be uh, much more mature at the teenage level than boys are. So if you, if I was 
going to try to convince this team's leadership that we need to try a different track. Maybe I can do it with, uh, with data. So the, the person keeping the stats was definitely starting to track the turnovers, and it was, it was evident what was happening. Is, um, so if you're not familiar with the world of soccer, they, they want to do um, many small touches, and they want to manipulate the ball down as an organized group and then set up opportunities and try to score that way, right? Which I'm a fan of if everybody can do that. But if everybody can't do that, then every time you do those small passes, that's just another opportunity for turnover. And uh, that's what was happening. We were turning the ball over. I mean, and you know, I use this term uncontested. We, we, were, we were just kicked the ball out of bounds with nobody on us and nobody defending the person we were trying to kick the ball to. But they were adamant. I mean, this, these girls were adamant. We needed to just keep passing, 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 pass, 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 pass. I mean, we'd pass from the left side of the field to the right side of the field to the center to go back. And I'm just like, you know, really? The other team's not doing anything. They're just watching us. And we were kicking the ball out of bounds. Um, we... Our, our first touch isn't really that good, including the travel players. Maybe because the the, the service to that player is maybe coming in a little too hot. But I guess at the world of travel, that's or world of club, that's what's supposed to happen. And we didn't do it very well. So why they continue to do it? And I was a proponent of the through ball, which is uh, when you have the opportunity, we're going to send the ball into the offensive side. Yes, the ball in the air for young ladies is more difficult. We should keep the ball on the ground, let them put the ball off the ground. But if there's too many defenders, we're going to have to put the ball up in the air and then let our offense run onto the ball. Another thing our team was doing, they kept knocking the ball down out of the air. Again, you know, we don't do that very well. They don't practice it, so we were knocking the ball out of bounds. Or we'd, I'd say, hey, I need you to do a th- go ahead and send that ball and let her run onto it so they'd send the ball and then the girl would jump in front of it and head it back at the girl that just hit it and it would go 10 yards the other team would just jump it and take it so i kept telling the young ladies i'm like listen just let that ball go through you don't need to knock it down just turn and run onto it you know we'll, we'll you know, use your speed and the girls were like well no the other team will get it you know it's just i just it was mind-blowing well sure enough in that in that second game we had only lost by a point. It was actually one nothing, and it was against one of the best teams in the county. I was uh, much, much happier. And we actually had some offensive opportunities because remember the other game, we had no offensive opportunities. So here I'm presenting the data, and the girls won't make eye contact with me, and they're mumbling under their breath. And, you know, again, at this point, you know, I'm not yelling or screaming. I'm trying to win them over. So now we have practice. And then we go into the next week, and this week's going to be a busy week. we got three games. Again, against all quality teams. And this is all before the playoffs start, which would be the following week. So we'll play that third game against another super quality team. And um, and we ended up tying them. Um, I believe it was 2-2, two to two, possibly 3-3, three to three, I can't remember. And in, in those opportunities, all three of those opportunities were through balls. As you can tell, the younger girls are starting to listen. They're starting to buy into what I'm what I'm trying to promote. And uh, all three goals were from girls that do not play travel and do not uh, play club. Now they may have had some club or travel experience, but they know they do not currently play it. 
And then you almost saw a rift happen with the team, and it's not my intention to do that. I, again, I'm trying to win the, the senior leadership over. I'm trying to win them over. And I'm tr showing them the data that we're getting more opportunities through the through ball. And so finally one young lady, she just snapped on the sideline. And she just, the mouth just wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. It was running, 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 running. So um, I definitely addressed that right away. You're, you're not going to run your mouth at me and then uh, just get away with it. So I went and I addressed her immediately. And, I, you know, in so many words, it was, you need to stop. The proof is in the pudding. I'm not challenging you. This is, this is not, like, I, I think your style of soccer is absolutely appropriate when it's appropriate, but now is not appropriate. And here's the data. You're committing a ton of turnovers. Your style of play has not contributed to anything. Now, she's a phenomenal defender. Her, her defensive, our whole defensive set was amazing. So I said, I'm not coming at you defensively. It's just when we take possession, we do really silly things with this ball that I just, if we eliminate those silly things, we're in a different game. And these next games in the playoff will all be different. But if continue to continue to do this just because that's what you're doing you know at practice for travel and, and again maybe it works there but it's just not working here with us and the young lady just was she became venomous and, and, and it got it got pretty bad um, so I uh, I dealt with that um, and again I'm always trying to win the kids over because remember I have to be the adult they're the child there she's playing the game she's tired she's frustrated I know she wants to win the girls are stallion she she wants to be competitive and it, i can you know just the way the schedule worked out it was a brutal end of the season to get us ready for the playoffs so i i get her i get and it can appreciate her frustration so if i'm making it out like she's some type of villain that's not that's not the point i'm trying to make but the point i'm trying to make is as a coach you know i could have went i could have yelled i could have screamed um, and i just i didn't feel that would would have benefited anybody well, again, trying to use my statistics against her emotion didn't work. You know, it didn't work. So we finished up the game in a tie. And I took the girls down. And at the, at the post game, I didn't let the captain speak. Because now, now this is it. I'm taking the control away. I've, you know, it's been two games, several practices. I have to take control away. So at this point, I'm taking the control away. And I'm just like, listen, ladies, I... Come hell or high water, I know you want to win. Same with me, but it's, there can only be one. There can only be one voice, and it has to be mine. Uh, I'm the head coach. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. I don't want anybody to quit, but that's just the way it's going to be. And again, I wasn't yelling. I wasn't challenging anybody. I wasn't locking eyes with anybody like that. And after that, I had completely won all the, all the underclassmen under over easily um, they were now all like 100% on board with me and then even some of the other girls had finally started breaking rank and now they were with me um, so we finished up the season we were district runner-up which means second place in the playoffs um, I was really proud of the girls uh, uh, I, we ended up playing a, a very prestigious uh, private school for the district championship and people pay a lot of money. Their coach is a fantastic coach. And it, it, and we did the best we've ever done. At, at halftime, it was 0-0. Or maybe we gave up a goal like in the last minute, you know. And, you know, we were under fierce attack. 
but I want to say I was really proud of the girls. So uh, I know I'm running out of time here. So I guess uh, I guess I had to, you know, live by my own words. Normally, you, you want to get started with the team as soon as possible. You, you don't want anybody to quit. You don't you don't want to build a wall and like it's my way or the highway. I said that from a long time ago. It can never be my way or the highway. Uh, I definitely sat back. I definitely wanted the, the senior leadership or the team's leadership to function in a way. Uh, and, it, and it took me two, two and a half games, I would have to say, before I was I had seen what I needed to see and now I needed to start to implement. And again, I know in the heart of hearts of those girls that they thought they were doing the right thing. and uh, But that's part of being a coach. Um, you know, it's not easy. Today's kids are definitely, you know, a lot of you parents out there, you want to be friends with your kids instead of being parents. And it shows up, you know, on the athletic field. You know, uh, athletic field is the last one of the last places you can hold people accountable. And maybe that's why I love it so much. And... Uh, you know, excuses have to go out the window. And, and same for coaches, you know, excuses have to go out the window. And I'm sure the girls were going back home to their parents. And I'm sure the girls were, you know, telling them how horrible I was and how I don't listen. And, you know, I'm making the girls do elementary style of soccer. And it's, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure they, I was, they were, I was getting all the poison, but you know, still being the athletic director, still doing end of the year banquet, ceremony, awards, and that sort of stuff, um, accolades, you know, I still uh, still kept all my stats and was a good face man to the parents. And, you know, before when the girls' soccer team would play and when I wasn't coaching, just the AD, parents would just talk my ear off now that I'm the coach. And, you know, I think we, out of our last five games, we lost, we won one, tied one, and lost three. Um, the parents were no longer so cheery towards me. And then I get that, you know, I don't. I don't need to be acknowledged. Maybe down the road when the girls get a little older, they'll come back like they normally do. Like, I can't believe you, you put up with my crap. So, um, so anyway, so that's just wanted to get you up to speed where I've been. Uh, I've been talking over my 30-minute limit here. So I just wanted to get you up to speed. It was definitely challenging. Uh, I definitely missed it. I would never, ever suggest jumping into a team middle of the season, and, uh, and especially a, a team that has just uh, – you know, they've had a coach for such a long period of time and, you know, so acute, accustomed to him and then trying to step in and, you know, change things up a little bit just to be a little more competitive. And uh, it was uh, definitely taxing, definitely taxing. My wife got an earlobe after every practice. but So uh, that's that for now, and I'll be trying to get back on the weekly schedule. Uh, spring sports are now taking place in South Florida, so share some stuff with you about a about a dream team scenario or a team uh, of, was a uh, was under the wire then they blew up and then the coach was dealing with the pressures of a, of a blow-up team they the kids just became phenomenal and ended up in all the newspapers and all the media and the big sellout crowds we were getting and uh, I'll tell you how the team handled all that and how the coach did a phenomenal job and real proud of him and the, and the rest of the team and then I'll tell you some other stories we got a, a new sport doesn't feel like it's getting any love and you know sort of getting bullied there so I got lots to share with you so hopefully we can keep this on the regular
Have a good one, everybody.